So um, two years ago, I actually moved from Florida. And in Florida, I met uh, one of the dearest people in my life. Uh, he's my mentor. He was also or my professor of practical theology. His name is Dr. Samuel Hemby, and I love him. He's incredible. But in practical theology, he used to say, so what? And he had this phrase, and he would say it every single class, so what? If you raised your hand and you had an opinion, so what? If you wrote a paper and you didn't write a so what, he would give you a zero. And he used to say, if it does not affect, or if you don't say how it affects my life today, then why are you even saying it? You know, it has to have practical application, and that is where we find ourselves today. We find ourselves in Romans chapter 12, so if you have your Bibles, go there. If not, we also have the scriptures behind me. Um, but the, the Romans chapter 12 starts with a therefore, and therefore what? It's the so what to everything we've been going through from Romans chapter 1 through chapter 11. This is the practical application. It's when we're going in and we're saying, okay, so Romans, right, it wrecks me, it dismantles me, it brings me the gospel, so what? What does that mean to me? So let me, let me go back to our eight sermons that we preached um, here. The first one, who remembers the first one? Come on, t give me a title. Somebody give me a title. It was in the, it, no, it was in the hoodies. Unashamed, right? So, for I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for those who believe. The second one was, we're all sinking. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, whether Jew or Greek, we are all sinking. Third one, we went to justified, and it was just as if I died that Jesus died in my place. Then we went to rejoice, and we can rejoice because Jesus satisfies everything inside of me. I can't, no, relationship over rules. It is that will you love somebody before they behave? It is do you, can you have a relationship before you behave? And I can't win, Jesus can. Come on, how many of you know the only way you can stop sinning is by living by the Spirit? No, none, and nothing, for there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then finally, we ended with equal redemption uh, that Mitch preached, and it was that we have all been redeemed of sin. It doesn't matter who you are, we've all been redeemed of sin. And then we find ourselves today Romans chapter 12, and I've titled this message, Living Sacrifice. And let me read it to you. Let's start with verse 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Living sacrifice. You know, none of us like sacrifice. Sacrifice is not something fun but some, sacrifice is something necessary. In fact, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, you will sacrifice what you want. What that means is that today, if you want, oh, we're writing all of our goals, if you want to fulfill your goals by the end of this year, you're gonna have to sacrifice something from January to November. You know, you're gonna have to sacrifice, you're gonna have to do something now for the future, and really, uh, I believe that Paul is giving us a framework of what it means 
to be a living sacrifice through Romans chapter 12. And that's where we're going today. Let me drink some water. One of the things that I love about living sacrifices, you can't do a living sacrifice. One of, one of the things that I, I've been convicted of this year and as I'm looking forward is becoming. It's that word becoming I've been thinking about. You can't do a living sacrifice. You have to become a living sacrifice. It has to be a part of who you are. So the first thing that um, we go into is worship sacrificially. Worship sacrificially. And let me read it to you again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This word in the Greek, true and proper, means logicon. It means it's the only logical response. It is to, true, it is to truly and properly worship. And um, let me break down living and sacrifice. Living is continuous. You live you're continuously being a living sacrifice. It's got to be continuous. I have an aunt. I love my aunt. She drinks alcohol 11 months out of the year. 11 months. She is every single day she drinks alcohol, and then she stops for one month before she goes to the doctor. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't make this up. She stops for 30 days before her appointment, and she goes to the doctor, she gets her test results, and he, she comes out, I'm so healthy. <laughs> I am so healthy. I tricked the doctor, and then she starts drinking again for the next 11 months. But let me tell you something. You can't be a healthy person by eating a salad one day a week. You, you, you can't go to McDonald's, Taco Bell, then eat one salad and say, hey, I'm, I'm healthy. Chick-fil-A is fine. You can go to Chick-fil-A. You can be healthy. <laughs> Uh, you, can't, you can't do that. It, it, you're not being healthy. But let me tell you something. It's the same thing with worship. You can't come into this place and say, oh, yeah, I, I'm a worshiper of God. If you're only coming here and raising your hands one day a week, you have to do it continuously. You have to continuously worship. And, and now let me explain sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice goes back to the Old Testament, right? And there's two types of sacrifices that were taking place. One of them was the sin offering. And the sin offering, blood had to be a part of it. So in order to blood, blood would cover the sins and everything. That's not the one Paul is talking about here because Jesus covered it. That's Romans 1 through 11. This is the whole burnt offering. And the whole burnt offering was when you had to get the best of the best. You had to get the best of the best, and you had to offer it to the Lord. And that's what, it's, what this is. It's a living, constant, giving the best of the best to the Lord. Let me read you this verse. Colossians 3, 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord and not for humans' masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Everything that you do, you are doing for the Lord. So, so how do we worship? How do we live this life of worship? Let's keep reading. Romans chapter, 
chapter 12, <laughs> verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, I've been married for a little over a year, and, you know, we get in... <laughs> You're all clapping, but after what I'm going to say, she's not going to be. I've been married for a little bit over a year, and, um, you know, occasionally we get in arguments, right? We get in a couple of arguments, we start discussing stuff, and uh, now we have a little puppy, so it's more responsibility, blah, blah. Anyways, we were discussing something, we were having an argument, and then the puppy was ready to, you know... So I had to take him down. So I'm taking him down. And as I'm, we live on a third floor, as I'm coming down, all of a sudden, I feel like this rock hit me in the back of my head. And immediately I'm like, what is this? And I look back and Annie's there like, oh, she threw ice at me. And it was a small ice. It wasn't that big, but it felt huge. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Right? And, and we can get into these we can get into these arguments and this, this I do something and then I react. But, um, and I want to shout out Maggie Russell, right? She's the best counselor ever. Uh, she's been teaching us and, and teaching us that we can react in different ways. That we don't have to, that if I trigger her, she does not have to be triggered back. And that if I'm triggered, I don't have to uh, respond again. I'm, hey, trust me, I'm the one saying stuff here, but... I also do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but this renewing of the mind, it's, it's proven scientifically that you can change your mind and change the way that you react. In the field of neuroscience, they've been studying something that's called neuroplasticity. And that is that you can build new pathways in your brain to how you react. Therefore, A does not necessarily have to equal B. You don't have to... Do, just because A happens, it doesn't have to be B. You can create a new pathway and you can, re- so, you know, Annie doesn't have to throw ice at me. You know, this is what I've been saying. <laughs> but it's, it's all part of learning to deny ourselves. It's part of learning to become a living sacrifice. And, and to, to, I love how it says it in the scripture, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. How? By worshiping, by spending time in scripture, by, by, by being in his presence, you will start to learn and you will start to renew your mind and create new ways of being, which is super, super important. And then the second thing is serving sacrificially. Serving sacrificially. And we're in Romans 12.3. It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, though many members, wait, I got lost. So in Christ, though many form one body and each member belongs to, all, to, to the others, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. 
in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give generously, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You know, I get in these conversations uh, with people and they're, they're trying to tell me their life story and they're trying to tell me how they got to where they are and they'll use this phrase, which I find kind of funny, uh, they'll, they'll use this phrase, I am a self-made man and I get what they're saying. I, I understand the heart behind it. It is that, you know, maybe their support system wasn't as strong, but here's the truth. Nobody is a self-made person. We are all interdependent and we all need people. In fact, even if you say, hey, I had nobody, which that's not true. If you say you had nobody, you had God. God was with you. So you can't be a self-made person. And what I love about the scripture is, you know, everybody has something to give. And you've received something from somebody and everybody's got something to give, whether if it's to give, to encourage, whatever it is, we all have something to give. And, and listen, we say this all the time. Uh, we say it from stage here. We need people. We need people to join our team. We need people. Normally it's for kids, right? And everybody's like, ooh, I don't want to do it. Um, but we say that. But let me tell you the truth. You need the team as well. I, I'm just being real with you. You need the team as well. Uh, there's somebody on our team um, they had a, a medical diagnosis this, this past year, and um, in December, they, they were telling us, you know, um, I never would have been able to do it without the team. I had people in my life who were encouraging me, praying for me, they were texting me, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without the team. Let me tell you something, you need the team. You need it for, to encourage somebody when you can, and you need it so that you can be encouraged as well in a difficult time. Um, so I have this question, I wonder, how many of our 2023 goals are for something outside of ourselves? You know, I, I wanna be healthy, I wanna be fit, I wanna eat better, I wanna spend time with the Lord. How much, how many of your goals are to bless somebody, to serve somebody? to do something other than for yourself. And the third thing, as we continue, the third thing that means to be a living sacrifice, to continue, and as we're reading, we'll see this, it is to love sacrificially. And this is where Paul gets extremely practical, extremely, extremely practical of what it means to, to be a living sacrifice by loving sacrificially. And he really divides it into what I analyzed as two different things. Love your neighbor and then love your enemy. And let's read it. Romans 12, 9 to 13, it says, love must be sincere. This means not hypocrite. Love must be sincere. This means it's not Southern hospitality. It is true love. It is, it, is, it is sincere, it is not hypocrite. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. 
So Paul is saying to us what it means to love sacrificially. Now let me tell you what it does not mean. It does not mean letting people run over you. Do you need to say that again? Loving sacrificially does not mean letting people run over you. It does not mean maintaining a toxic relationship with no boundaries that's affecting you more, that's giving you a terrible attitude when you go and you meet other people and what happens, you become that toxic person because you've been receiving so much toxicity. That's not what loving sacrificially means. What it means, and normally when I'm in this situation, I ask myself, am I influencing this person more than they're influencing me? Am I influence? You know, Jesus had his core group of people, and he could depend on them. He had his core group of people, and then he went out, and he served, and he, and he was being, you know, he was doing ministry to other people, but the truth is, he was influencing more than what they were influencing him. You know, so I, I want you to ask that, and, and let me tell you, something. Loving sacrificially does require something out of you. It does mean that you're going to have to sacrifice something. It does mean that you're going to have to give something, but there's the right way to do it, and then there's the wrong way to do it. And then if we continue, he goes on to loving your enemy. And I love this, because I don't do it as well as I want to. But it says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, what do you do? You laugh at him? No. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals in his head. Do not overcome evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I've loved this Martin Luther King Jr. quote for the longest time. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can. What's he saying? Do not give evil for evil. (laughs) Um, I fail in this a lot. The other day, and I, I love to go to Houston and... You know, 45 is kind of crazy, and people are crazy. And, um, you know, I'm driving, and I'm a slow driver. I I like to stay around 80s or 90s. That's like, (laughs) I'm around there. But uh, sometimes, and normally this happens when I'm in Houston, uh, somebody gets mad for something. I don't know what, right? And and they'll they'll get behind me. They're tailgating me. I think that's the right word. But they're, they're right behind me. They're, they're, they're way too close. And you know what happens? I accelerate and they accelerate. If I slow down, they slow down and they are adamant. They won't let go. I'm sure you've all had this happen before. The thing about me is if you annoy me, I will annoy you back. I promise you. So like the, the, they're right behind me and what I'll do is I'll, I'll accelerate and then I'll slow down. And, and I'll accelerate and then I slow down. And the other day, there was this guy, nonstop, I promise you this, I went to 30 miles an hour in Houston on 45, and this guy did not pass. I was so, so annoyed. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is don't do that, right? (laughs) Don't pay evil for evil. Uh, 
I wrote it like this in my notebook. You know, uh, to become a living sacrifice does not make sense. It does not make sense, but it's the only logical response after we've encountered God. And it's something, it's not something you do, it's who you become. So, Loving sacrificially is to extend yourself to your neighbor. So again, let me recap what, what we just talked about. It's Romans 1 through 11, Paul is giving us the gospel. He's giving us Jesus. And then he says, your only logical response is to become a living sacrifice. How? By worshiping sacrificially, by loving sacrificially, and by serving uh, by, by, yeah, and by serving sacrificially. So how do you do it this year? How do you do it this year? How do you become a living sacrifice in 2023? First, worshiping sacrificially. You know, renew your mind. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. We've got, and we've said it a couple times today, we've got daily presence. Meet with God daily. That's the most transformational thing you can do. The scripture's gonna transform you. God is going to be living in you, and he's going to be transforming you. Uh, Like we said, it's in the Bible app, so you can find it there. You know, serve people. Find people you can serve. Find people you can serve in different ways. You can join one of our teams. You can join a nonprofit. You can serve somehow, some way. You can even do it in your own time. Find somebody who's a non-believer, and don't get them into your life. Don't just like have them there and you know, they're, they're, it's great, it's, I'm ministering. No, but bring them into your life and love them. Love sacrificially. How do you do that? First, don't, don't get mad in 45, you know, that's, I know it's hard, but ultimately live your life as it's for the Lord. And I think that's what living, being a living sacrifice is, is that you're living your entire lives being the best of the best for God, not for yourself, not for other people. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ you're serving. It is the Lord Jesus Christ you're serving.